How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagne here, welcoming you to edition number four of Joe vs. the World. My guest today is former independent wrestler and staple of the F4W online website, Vince Fair. Hi, Vince. How you doing? I am doing just fine. Okay. Uh, my usual opening question is, what wrestling do you watch right now? But you pretty much watch everything, and it's your job. I watch it. Well, it's part of my part-time job. Um, it's I watch virtually everything. I shouldn't even say that. I watch a lot of stuff in the Western Hemisphere. Um, I watch every week Raw, SmackDown, TNA Impact, Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I catch all the WWE pay-per-views, all the TNA pay-per-views, all the UFC and Pride pay-per-views. Um, I watch CMLL's weekly show. I watch Hogan Knows Best. I watch, uh, I think that's all the regular stuff. And then plus I also do, for the newsletter, I, I write a tape review where and I just watch old tapes and, uh, and review them. And uh, th- th- that's a... Uh, Literally anything that someone sends me in for free, I will watch. Uh, I just finished up a collection of 1986 WWF NWA stuff that was quite fun. All right, well, let me ask you this. Let's say there was no Figure Four Weekly, no F4W Online, no Brian and Vinny show, and Brian Alvarez was just, uh, let's say, a chimney sweep in Seattle. Uh, what wrestling would you watch then? First of all, I'd be very happy about that. Oh. Sorry, I had to take a shot of Brian there. Oh, sure. Uh, what would I watch then? Uh, if... if, if at this point, if it was not part of my job, I would probably go 30, week, 30 days without watching anything. Um, it's, there's not much I look forward to except Open Fighter, which is just a, a fantastic television show. And uh, I, I, if anything, I would be one of those guys who tapes the shows and then watches them later and fast-forwards through most of it looking for good stuff mm. or guys I'm interested in. Um, I, yeah. Um, uh, does that answer the question? Oh, yeah. You'd still watch Hogan Knows Best, though, right? I probably was told, yeah, you know, at this point I would watch Hogan Knows Best. Um, that, that show is also getting better by the year, so considering this is year two, and I know they've already signed for year three, that should be even better. By the way, tonight's episode is tremendous, that's all I have to say. I beg your pardon? Uh, tonight's episode is tremendous. I caught an early showing at, uh, I think, noon on uh, VH1. Was he uh, the, the health guru? The health guru, he throws out Hulk Hogan's food, and Hulk Hogan catches it, and he's not happy. What sort of food does Hulk Hogan have that is thrown out? Because I, 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 he can't... I can't imagine that his diet is terribly bad. He had, uh, he had ham that got thrown out. He had Diet Coke with lime that was tossed out, and he was very upset about this. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I hope he killed him. Uh, yes, his health guru thought Brooke should lose 30 pounds, too. Brooke Hogan? Yes, Brooke Hogan. What did this health guru look like? Uh, he was a geek. That's all I'll say. You don't say. Yeah. So this should be tremendous. And uh, I want to talk to you about your wrestling career today. Oh, you, so this, you're the one, okay? Yeah. Well, you were an independent wrestler in the Northwest. I, I was years. an independent wrestler for about five years. I, I had somewhere between 100 and 120 matches, and maybe 12 to 15 of those were any good. And, uh, yeah. Uh, what made you want to get into wrestling? No, I... Well, I, I, I just talked about the uh, 1986 stuff I've been watching. That DVD set had the angle where uh, Randy Savage dropped the ring bell on Ricky Steamboat's throat. And uh, really, that was the moment that hooked me as a wrestling fan for life and something I always wanted to try and something I always wanted to do. And then when I was in high school, it was right when Shawn Michaels was coming along and uh, rising to prominence. And uh, like everyone else who was age 30, Shawn Michaels was the guy who inspired me most of all to get into it. So, except in my case, that's bad. So I apologize to Shawn. I apologize. For, for blaming him, blaming my career on him, but yeah, uh, I, I I wanted to give it a try, and I, I wanted I wanted to be Sean, frankly, and uh, I failed. I failed miserably, which is probably the best for everyone involved. 
Well, I, th- I think it's admirable you, you made the try, because every wrestling fan, I think, has pondered trying it themselves, even if only for five seconds. And mm-hmm. not a lot of people at least try. So I give you credit for that. Well, thank you. Uh, did I, you I, I, did, I did give it my... I, I, I worked at it, um, sadly. <laughs> I tried really hard in the feeling, but whatever. Uh, did you ever think, you know, oh, I'm going to headline WrestleMania someday, or is this more just, I'm going to work, you know, locally and have some fun? I... Never expected to, to headline WrestleMania. That's for goddamn sure. First of all, I, I've never been a great athlete. I, I was, especially immediately after high school, I, I just got enormously skinny fat. You know, okay. uh, uh, 250 pounds, and yet could not bench 130. Oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm much better now, thankfully. Thankfully, but no, I, I certainly never thought I would be a big star. Uh, I I just wanted, I, I guess, I wanted to know if I could make a living at it which I never got anywhere near close to. And then after a while, I just wanted to get paid. <laughs> and, then I got, and then I got that done. And then I just wanted to have good matches. And then after a while, I gave up on even that and just wanted to have fun for a while. And uh, ironically, most of my good matches came after I gave up on it. I uh, there's, there's some, yeah, really. Um, there's a point where you, you stop stressing over it and you start to relax. And, and uh, at least for me, and uh, having talked to others, that, that, that's a similar thing, but... Once you just want to go out there and have fun and not get hurt, you usually end up more entertaining. I see. And you were, you, what was your name? You were Shoulders Torelli to start, and then you became, what was it, Vinny V? I, I started as Shoulders Torelli. Uh, the story behind that name is we were driving to some, so, some show somewhere, and I was flipping through a copy of Ring Around the Northwest, which is a newsletter that covers uh, Northwest Indie Wrestling, which is not exactly a terribly active scene in the past 10 to 15 years, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure how the hell he's even still around. But anyway, uh, he was talking about an old wrestler in the area named Shoulders Newman. And I began to laugh and laugh and laugh because Shoulders Newman was the silliest name I'd ever heard of. And uh, on top of that, uh, my, my name is Vince, and uh, one of the other guys, Matt, Matt Farmer, started calling me Vince Torelli, which was Ken Shamrock's first name when he first started wrestling. And so between uh, laughing at Shoulders Newman and everyone calling me Torelli already, I was the name was forced upon me, and I was Shoulders Torelli. And... Uh, that went for about two years, and uh, there was no gimmick behind it. There was no story behind it. He was just a large guy with a uh, really bad ponytail who uh, got beat a lot. And then uh, we, uh, somewhere along the line, I, I, it's kind of a complicated story, but we, we transformed to Vinny V, which originally was supposed to be a pimp character. Uh, we went to Tacoma Discount World, which is a, basically a swap meet, and I uh, picked up a shiny gold velour jumpsuit for, uh, I don't know, 120 bucks or so. And uh, actually, no, I take that back. The, the, the suit, the whole thing was 120, and the hat was the most expensive part of 40. So we put together this obnoxious pimp suit. And like I say, the idea was originally going to be a pimp character, but uh, that lasted perhaps one half of one show. And then I realized I'm not a pimp, and I can't fake being a pimp. And then uh, I had to sit back and, and think about what it was. And really, what, what they always say that the most effective characters are the ones that are your real personality with the volume turned all the way up. Mm-hmm. And so what Vinny V was, was a guy who just really, really, really wanted to be famous but had no chance of ever making it. And uh, it became a very, uh, a, a comedy-based heel. Um, there was elements of Chris Jericho's heel character to it, uh, but basically it was just a, a tall guy in a wacky suit uh, performing for 100 fans who were making fun of his body. So, yeah, <laughs> it was, okay, so that you was kept, that. You kept the pimp suit then. I do have the jumpsuit. Uh, if if uh, called upon to action, Vinny V could return, although I can't imagine that happening. 
You should auction that suit off if you're not going to use it. Someone would buy it. Honestly, somebody last night, uh, we went to the Pinnacle Wrestling Show last night mm-hmm. where, where we saw Harry Smith wrestle. And uh, there were fans there who recognized me as Vinny V, which did not terribly surprise me because, you know, the same wrestling fans who were in the area. And then one or two recognized me as Holder Torelli. Well, that's going to be rewarding. It was perplexing. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. That's kind of like rewarding. Well, yeah, I guess it was rewarding. Uh, it's nice to know someone remembers. I, I, I just hope they remember me positively. <laughs> you never know. Well, you made I the world. Little, you made a difference in the world. Maybe not I a positive a of, one, but I had a lot of very bad matches. Well, what did uh, what your family think of this? Or did you keep uh, it a secret? I no, I didn't keep it a secret, especially because when I started, I think I was still living at home. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, my family's reaction can best be summed up by uh, when I told my grandfather, my, my grandfather who uh, invested in Microsoft in the uh, late 70s or early 80s and literally has millions of dollars. Mm. And uh, I told him I was getting into pro wrestling, and he said, and I quote, you're out of the will. So <laughs> uh, I don't know if he was joking or not, but uh, time has passed, and, and I'm not wrestling anymore, so... He seems to still like me, and I think I may be back in. That would be cool. You're out of the will. But uh, a, a few of the younger people thought it was cool. I went to, like, two shows and then never returned. No one, no, none of my parents or my aunts or uncles ever, ever, ever understood it. And I would sit down and try to explain to them why I was doing it, and they could not grasp the concept. It was beyond them. Oh. Well, not, not, even, not even just wrestling. My name would want to be, really, just be an, an entertainer of any kind. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> How did French Prince put it? Uh, take it from me, parents just don't understand. And yes. There you go. And uh, did you have a, a, well, you said you weren't making a career off this. Did you have coworkers at this time? Did they know, or was this a secret you kept from them? I kept it a secret from them for a long, long time, and then it got to the point where I had them to leave early every single Friday, or not that far <laughs> off, but, but once a month, and so I, I, I had to uh, break it down to them, and some of them came to the shows, and then they also never returned. Oh. Um, although the, the, it comes up in, in conversation once in a while, um, whenever anyone in the sh- anyone at work is uh, misbehaving, uh, the boss threatens that I will kick their ass. Which uh, fortunately I not had to do yet because I was a fake fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess your boss wasn't smartened up yet. No, no, I, <laughs> I never did smarten up the boss. Um, you know, the, I work with a lot of mid- middle-aged guys and housewives, so the truth is I could take probably eighty percent of them. Uh, That's good. But, but. but with my luck, it would be the one or two guys who I could not take, and then my aura would be ruined, and my reputation would be shot, and I would probably be fired as well. This is not like an MMA fighter working there, is there? Probably with my luck. Uh-oh, yeah, that could be bad. There, there's one guy who's a hardcore powerlifter who's a great big strong guy, and a couple other guys who are athletic to some degree. I don't think there's anyone training in BJJ or Muay Thai kickboxing or anything like that, but... Yeah. <laughs> So uh, why'd you why'd you retire? Did you just figure, well, I had some fun, and that's that? I was not having fun anymore. Okay. I, I was, you know, you had to drive an hour or more to every show. You get there, you set up the ring, you hang out for three or four hours, then you have your match, and it's ten minutes to have fun to make the whole thing worthwhile. And if I had fun, if I had a good match, then I was happy with it, and everything was great, and life was good. And if I did not have a bad match, then I would go ballistic. And... and, and my, my whole week, what the hell? Sorry, the uh, commercial on my ESPN.com just sprung into action. Turn the volume completely down. fine. Sorry, for, I beg your pardon? That's uh, completely fine. Okay, yeah. Uh, we, uh, 
anyway, yes, uh, just so you know, I'm not actually uh, surfing ESPN while talking to you. I had it on, and the phone rang, and I turned away. So please don't think that I'm not giving my full attention. That never <laughs> crossed my mind. Good, good, good. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, I quit. Yes, if I uh, did not have a good match, then it got to the point where, I, like I say, I would ruin not only my day, the day of the show, and the next day of recovery, but really the entire week up to that, because I had to do, do so much work at work to get to the point where I could leave early on Friday. So, oh. yeah, and, if, and all of that, and then the match ended up being bad. I, I was emotionally unstable and unpleasant to be around. And finally I said, to hell with this, and I walked away. Oh, what was your, did you have a big finale match, or did you just no, just no? In fact, uh, I, I got into I had a bad I had a bad match. I got into a uh, verbal fight with a guy backstage, and uh, about a week passed, and I said I'm done. <laughs> and I called the promoter and said I'd like to stop. And I, I gave him the option. I said I said I would, I'd do one more show if you wanted to, and then he just said don't bother. So I said okay, cool. <laughs> I see. Well, what, what do you think of your career? Are you glad you did it, or? I guess I'm glad I did it. I, I, I wish I had quit a lot earlier than I did. I would have had much more time. I wasted a lot of time driving to shows that I, I did not have fun at. Um, but I, I, I guess I'm happier that I did it overall. Cause I, I didn't. Want, first of all, I would probably still be 250 pounds and skinny fat instead of now, whereas I'm uh, 245 pounds and kind of fat. But anyway, um, <laughs> progress. It, it, it really is progress. I, I do have before and after photos, and I can assure you it is progress. It's just not a destination. Uh, anywho, yes, I'm happy I did it. I, 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 I'm sorry I didn't quit earlier. Uh, I, I got to say I did it. I, I, I can't say I had no fun in the whole thing. I got to uh, uh, improve. I got to uh, emulate uh, some of my childhood heroes, which I don't know how many people get to say that, but... Uh, hmm. It was fun. It was. It's over now, and and uh, time to do something else. Do you ever uh, pull out uh, tapes of your matches and watch them on the couch, or make other people watch them? No, never. I would probably uh, do that had I had I been a wrestler. I I have a tape. I don't even have that much. Um, I, I would most of my good stuff. Like I say, in the past two or three months of when I was doing it, maybe a little more. And I don't have tapes of any of that stuff. I don't even know if I can get it. I don't think they were on tape. Uh, I have tapes of some earlier stuff that is extremely not good. Um, yeah, I don't have any. I have, I have some good still photos. I don't have any good tapes, really. Oh, that's yeah. kind of sad. You know, like I say, most of it sucks. Well, I mean, when I said 12 to 15 matches were any good, that was really not an exaggeration. Oh. I mean, if you lower your standards a bit, a little bit, you may get 20 or 25 that are worth watching. But uh, make no mistake, this is not Samoa Joe. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, let me make that abundantly clear. He's better than me. All right. How was the uh, Pinnacle show last night? Uh, the Pinnacle show, was, it was Harry Smith's last indie match. Uh, he's signed his WWE contract and starts on Raw in a few weeks. And uh, his uh, tag team partner, TJ Wilson from Stampede, was also there. And those two guys are very, very good. Uh, the rest of the show was not quite as good. Um, no, the Northwest scene does not have... Uh, you know, the Ring of Honor crew and, and AJ Styles and Chris Daniels and guys like that. We are way the hell out here in the middle of nowhere. And uh, mm. Dave, really there was there, were, there was three guys who were head and shoulders above everyone else, and that was Davey, Davey Richards, Harry Smith, and TJ Wilson. Uh, Harry Smith is now going to WWE. Davey Richards has left the state. He's moved to Carolina. And uh, outside of Pro Wrestling Gorilla in L.A., I don't think he's coming back to the West Coast anytime soon. Hmm. And apparently TJ Wilson is still sticking around because they put the belt on him last night. So oh, I hope he's sticking around. 
You would think he'd be doing at least one more show. Although it's indie wrestling, you can never be sure. That's true. I wonder why Davey Richards moved to Carolina. I would assume just so he could wrestle more. Um, seems, there, you know, it seems like Philadelphia or something would be... Uh, I am not that familiar with the East Coast. I know Well, I know that just in general there's a lot more big cities up there, but um, I, I, you'd have to ask him. That's true. I actually will see him um, well, on June 3rd. Well, he's that'll at the work Ring out of, okay. I'm not having lunch with him. He's just going to be at the Ring of Honor show I'm going to, so maybe... Okay. Maybe I'll get the scoop. Sure. How do you think uh, Harry Smith is going to do in the WWE? I can't see any reason why he shouldn't do fine. Um, you know, he's, he's first of all, he's big. It's always a good start. Second of all, he's very good. Um, just, just at, at, at age 19, uh, he, he's ready to be on Raw right now. Uh, third, the company wants him to be a star. And as we see a lot of times, that's more important than whether someone has the ability to be a star. Mm. You know, I've heard the story of, uh, I forget who it was, Not, I don't think it was Tom Pritchard, but somebody saw Rock one time in Memphis and said, this guy will have my WrestleMania someday. And uh, they were determined to make that happen, and as it turned out, Rocky turned out to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, but between, uh, you know, the, the, the expectations are that Harry Smith and, and Ken Doan from the Spirit Squad are going to be main eventing a pay-per-view within probably five years, and uh, I see no reason why that shouldn't happen. But, uh, yeah, getting back to Harry, um, yeah, there, there's absolutely no reason he shouldn't be a top-level guy uh, within the near future, within probably a year or less. Wow. I yeah, haven't seen much I, of him, but I've heard uh, very good things. I've seen a couple of Japan matches, but yeah. not enough to really I, make a decision. I'm very surprised that we haven't even, because what I understand, he's actually debuting in a week or two, and I'm surprised they, they haven't done any video packages for him or anything. Because hmm. um, he's got, you know, the, he's got the, the great, I mean, like his family tree is a hall of fame, you know. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's it's astounding, and and just that is a built-in gimmick they can use. And and don't mistake, by the way, don't make the mistake of thinking they're signing him just because of his family. He's absolutely ready to be on that show. So, uh, from what I understand, he's going to be uh, opening up. He, he may be opening. Actually, he may be just doing house shows to start with. But uh, working with Rob Conway, those should be good matches. So. Hmm. If you have a chance, everyone, go check it out. Okay. Uh, let's talk Judgment Day. Judgment Day coming up here about an hour and a half. You excited for the show, or is this one of those shows you have to watch because it's your job? This is a show I would absolutely have to watch because it's my job. Yeah. Even uh, even Benoit and Finley, um, you know, I, I, not, it's not that I don't want to see them or that I'm tired of them, but I can see them every week on SmackDown for free. So unless this is the greatest Benoit Finley match of all time. <laughs> It's not going to be, yeah. you know, a huge selling point for the show. Um, no, there's uh, that match will be good. Um, I expect the main event to be good, although it'll probably infuriate me. Although maybe not, and uh, everything else will suck. So, oh, I guess the tag match could be good. Hmm. Well, I just saw on F4W online that Chavo Guerrero arrived at the building with Rey Mysterio, oh. as reported by WWE.com. So, big angle alert there. Breaking news. Uh, yeah, I had heard that. Um, well, I had thought that uh, Ray would actually win tonight because they've just buried him a million feet deep. These past yeah, I, I started to think that same thing too. But now with with Chavo there, I'm thinking it might go with the original plan of JBL and then let Ray have his knee surgery, take some time off, and then rebuild him when he comes back. So what do they do then? Do do JBL versus Chavo? No, he, uh, Ray can feud with Chavo when he comes back if Chavo oh, okay. turns and costs Ray the, the belt. Oh, okay, that, that's what I was thinking, too. Okay. Yeah, which so, is, you know, it's a, who knows. Maybe that's what they want to do, but it's certainly not the way I would do things. 
No, that's certainly not how uh, I could say that about a lot of WWE TV. The well, last that's, couple that's for damn sure. Years, maybe, but uh, we also have Great Kali and The Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for this match. I remember an interview somewhere, and I forget where, but uh, it was with The Undertaker, and uh, he it was he's a guy who almost never even he he never he still never directly breaks kayfabe. Mm-hmm. He will subtly hint around it sometimes, but he's a guy who, who pretty much maintains it all the way through. And one of the times he let a hint of that go through was uh, he was talking about his match with Giant Gonzalez or Mania, or <laughs> Mania Nine. Yep. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah. he said uh, he's talking about the, the match with Giant Gonzalez. He said he said it was a challenge because he wanted to have a good match, but at the same time he wanted to not be paralyzed. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, all I could think was that uh, Great Kali is significantly worse than Giant Gonzalez. That may be. I don't want to have to do a com- uh, comparison of those two watching their matches back-to-back, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, great Kali, uh, he does, in fact, suck. He's a great promo, though. <laughs> he is a wonderful promo. He's in the crew of guys like Mark Henry and uh, maybe New Jack, who if they, if they just came out and talked, everything would be happy, so they had to go and wrestle. That's quite a trio right there. Really, that's a crew that needs to be put together. New yeah, Jack, quite... Mark Henry, and Great Kali. <laughs> what would you call that group? Think of the promos you could do. Oh, the Nation of Annunciation. The Nation of Annunciation. You got. You have a. Uh, you have a. Uh, isn't Jack from Georgia? You have. A, I think he is originally. But you have a uh, Deep South with him. You have Texas with Mark Henry, and you have India. Great Kali. They can go to buffets. They can ride the subway. <laughs> You can go to the mall. Any of those three men in a food court just sounds like fun. Someone should get Vince McMahon on the phone stat. Sure. Sure, why not? Uh, anyway, coming up, uh, we have Booker T and Bobby Lashley for the Ring of the King title. Ring of the King title, yes. That's a great call he called it. Um, that will probably be good, too. You know, maybe I'm being too hard on the show because of the awful stuff. Um, but, you know... Lashley's improving greatly, which is no surprise because he's working with Fit Finley every day. Mm. And uh, his best matches are the guys like Fit who will just hit him really hard and let him hit, let him hit them really hard as well, which is not quite Booker T's thing, but uh, I maybe because it's a pay per view, maybe he'll 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 uh, you know work that way. But we'll see. I expect that to be pretty good. And, and if nothing else, it's Booker T and Charmel, and they cannot not be entertaining. Yeah, and I, I bet they win, and they become royalty. I, when this, the Braggson, the, the, yeah, pardon me, can you believe I actually get paid to do radio? It's, uh, yeah, well, uh, I was going to say, this This was your job, you don't get paid for it, but I guess you have a, what, a developmental deal now? I, you get a yeah, that's the, best, that's the best way to put it, I have a de- developmental radio deal. Anyway. Oh, when, when no the downside Braggson, guarantee. There, there is no downside guarantee. Oh, okay. Occasionally, I get money. There's really no other way to put it. There's no schedule, there's no rate, uh... Occasionally, my PayPal account just swells a little bit. Wow. As I was attending to say and failing miserably, when the brackets for this thing were first announced, my imminent desire was to see King Booker of T and his wife, Queen Charmel, and, and, and you know, we may be a few hours from that, and mm-hmm. that would make me happy. And I, I hope his reign consists of nothing but a, like a week or two ago when he called out Kurt Angle and Angle did not show up and then Booker celebrated. I want to see Booker T do that every week for the rest of the year. 
just just call out uh, call out men who who could cannot appear, and then celebrate his count out victories. Have him call out George W. Bush and Tom Cruise, and uh, the Iron Sheik and uh, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, and have him challenge these people. They don't show up. Booker T counts them out, and then he celebrates, and I will be happy. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, if Booker was injured, that'd be a good way to uh, utilize him on TV, but. It's not even the Booker's a bad wrestler. I'm just a fan of wacky stuff, and, and, and it's so great as watching him be happy. Booker's an awesome wrestler. Yeah. But but the fun part is just watching him be Booker. Well, speaking of non-wacky things, we have Fit Finley and Chris Benoit. There's nothing wacky about this. Nope. Maybe the, maybe the stick. But or maybe the midget. I guess it's a leprechaun, so that would definitely be wacky, but... You know, it, it, it's been one friendly, and uh, they will beat the hell out of each other, and it will be great. You know, I was talking to a guy at the Pinnacle Show last night who is uh, not exactly your your typical diehard internet wrestling fan. He, mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, not the kind of guy who he's a watching of honor. He won't seek out TNA. He, uh, he he's a guy who watched who watched got hooked on Raw during the Austin era and watched Raw Nitro for a while, and now he says he he usually skips Raw and, and only watches. I only watch SmackDown if Fit Finley's on. Wow. <laughs> well, there you go. Fit Finley's a draw. Finley is a draw. And he draws uh, he draws guys who are not hardcore wrestling fans, hmm. which is, you know, the whole point. What's more so amazing, the fact that Fit Finley is back wrestling and having kick-ass matches, or that Tatanka is on the roster and getting a push? I would say of the two, Fit Finley by far um, for... Three obvious re- well, three reasons. One, uh, he is pretty dang old. Uh, I, I believe he's in his late 40s. Uh, two, he had severe nerve damage in his leg, and I believe still has no feeling below the knee. I'm going to repeat that because I think it's an important point. The man has no feeling below his knee. And it's still awesome. And, and three, he's not a Vince McMahon guy. Mm. He's... Yeah, he, he's, uh, you know, what what fame he has in this country, he built in WCW, and then he came over to WWE and was an agent, and uh, a damn effective one, because the women's division got really good for a while, and he was training then, so he, he should get all the credit for that. But, uh, you know, had Vince ever seen him wrestle prior to this year? Probably not. No. So, no, of those, uh, between Tonka and Finley, I'm far more surprised by Finley. Um, not to say I am not perplexed by Tatanka. <laughs> perplexed is a very good word. I, I, I don't get it. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't understand it. it, it it's hokey. And uh, my first thought was when they started showing these Indian, you know, the, the Native American ceremonial videos, was are these the same ones they used 15 years ago when this guy first came along? And they apparently they're not. Yeah, apparently they're not. But you know, <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm... I thought, who who thought the Tonka was so great? Who was what, who was sitting around? Well, we know who was Johnny Ace. <laughs> oh, yeah. what, what what about the Tonka made him think it's time to give this guy another shot? Yeah, nostalgia is one thing, but nostalgia for like nineteen ninety three, I don't know. It, it, it's not like the Tonka is the worst wrestler in the world. But, no, 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 certainly not. But, Just but a lot of guys better. Yeah, <laughs> brought back. So whatever, Tonka's coming back. Everyone getting nuts. And uh, get ready to do the hot Tom Hawk chop because that's what they want you to do. Okay. Next on the card, we have Greg Helms and Super Crazy in a cruiserweight title match. I think it will be good. There will be no heat. It will be short. And uh, oh, I don't know. I think Helms will retain. 
yeah, no one's going to care. I'm sure Greg Helms will retain. And no. Be well, the show is in Phoenix, so there may be enough of a Hispanic, Hispanic audience there to get into crazy, um, who is, you know, awesome. But He is. Yeah, but, but the, they haven't done anything to make him look like someone you should care about. So, yeah, uh, like I said, short, no heat, good match, the end. Okay. Uh, tag title match, Eminem versus Paul London, Brian Kendrick. Uh, this will probably be good. Um, there's no reason not to think it won't be. Um, actually, I'm very excited for this one because, as you know, I watched the show with Brian, and uh, Brian cannot tolerate Melina screaming. And so I, I, I have watched pretty much all of their matches uh, since before Mania uh, with the mute button on. So tonight we're watching them on pay-per-view at Brian's friend Craig's house, and uh, I'm hoping Craig will not mute the show, and I can watch Brian react to Melina screaming. Because it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm indifferent to it. She screams. Yay. <laughs> he cannot uh, tolerate it, and I don't understand it. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to most of all, is watching Brian watch the match. Um, beyond that, again, you know, we, we, we've seen this feud now. Uh, for some reason, it took me forever to put it together when it seems like a natural deal. But, mm. they've, uh, you know, it's been going for a month and a half, and it's, I think every segment has been good. Um, they sure are doing a good job of subtly burying Brian Kendrick in the process, though. Yeah. But every time they have a shot to make him look bad, they take it. Uh, most recently being when... Uh, you know, the end of the, the end of the six man or six person on SmackDown when uh, Kendrick and London had Melina cornered with Jillian Hall on the top row behind her, and all he had to do was have Jillian or have Melina turn around and Jillian hit the body press and there's a pinfall. The match is over. But no, no. First, Melina had to slap Kendrick, who got no comeback at all. He just had to sell it, and then Melina turned around. <laughs> all all I can think was, my God, it sucks to be that guy. Yeah, you're kind of getting a push, but no push at the same time. Well, he's getting pushed as the guy who is being carried by Paul London, which I don't understand. No. I, I don't think London is that much better. In fact, if I was forced to pick, I'd probably say I like Kendrick better. Uh, and, and I don't know if Kendrick has pissed someone off. Maybe it's because he's blonde. <laughs> I don't know. But it seems like they want to push London as the guy and Kendrick as the friend of the guy. Oh, well. It's yeah, still that's a step like, up from uh, where he was a couple months ago. That's really all you can he... say is, oh, well. Yeah, oh well. <laughs> uh, last and least, speaking of Molina, we have Molina versus Jillian. Um, you know, it'll be short. Uh, it won't be great. It may not be awful. And based off the, after, on SmackDown, it, the crowd may care. Because when they did the six-person and uh, they built up the cat fight for ten minutes or so, and then the chicks finally got in, that place went insane. So if they can recapture the same... Uh, you know, the same lightning in a bottle, it could be fun. So I will expose that with an open mind. Okay. So overall, I think it's going to be an okay show, maybe kind of a Well, you're forgetting, you're forgetting uh, Mark Henry and Kurt Angle. Oh, I did forget that. Yeah. Sadly, I did not. <laughs> that means I'm going to have to remember <laughs> to think about it, because that match is going to suck. Uh, uh, Mark Henry appears to be the one puzzle Kurt Angle cannot solve, because... It's not impossible to have a good match with Mark Henry. We've seen Ray do it several times. We saw Matt Hardy do it this week. It, it can be done. Just Kurt Angle can't do it. Wow. Well, everyone has that one person they can't have a good match with. Mm, I guess Chris Benoit never did have a good match with Billy Gunn. He's got his, that's his Billy Gunn right there. Yeah, yeah he, had, he had several bad matches with Kane, but then I saw him have a great match with Kane at a house show once. Yeah, I did too. That was... Um... 
Uh, it was when he. It was like two years ago, I think, when he had the. Belt. It was, was two thousand four when he was the champion, and uh, yeah, he fought Keen for about twenty minutes and finally won with a tap out, and it was it was great. Yep. And then about two weeks later, they had the pay per view match, which was not which was not as good. <laughs> but but uh, he's Chris Benoit, and he's the best wrestler. You know, there's uh, he's the best North American wrestler there's been in the past fifty years, and. Uh, you know, I, I I don't watch a lot of Japanese stuff, so I'm sure everyone listening who who is into that kind of thing is going to get angry, but tough. <laughs> wow. Well, I only have uh, one last question for you today. We know you take a lot of abuse from one Brian Alvarez on your on your radio show. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know is, when you're going to pull a Joey Styles, uh, slap him in the face, call him a hack, and then cut a promo on the F4W fans? I I don't have a good promo. Um, I don't I I. I the truth of the matter is, I'm very bad at radio. Um, I don't like talking. Or I'm bad at phone calls. Or I've probably ruined your show. Uh, no, but, I would argue that pro, uh, vociferously. No, if we if we did rather than radio show, if we did like an internet chat and then posted the results, things would be a lot more even. But I am not good with a spoken word, and uh, so rather than try to make some, you know, if I have something to say, I'll throw it out there. But the truth is, if we ever tried to get in a verbal war, I would get stomped. Do you want to cut so, a promo on him now since he uh, can't respond? No, no, I, no, I don't. It. I, I don't. It would suck. Uh, so, no, I... You can uh, do it Iron Sheik style if that would help. Uh, do you have the drops ready to play? Uh, no, we're a pretty ghetto show here. We don't have a drop board. No, that's okay. Drops are getting old anyway. But, uh, yeah. So, no, I don't really feel like any promo on him. Uh, everyone listen. It's fun. There's right. <laughs> my promo. All right. Not, well, not only will I, I won't bury him, but I will not plug his show either. Okay, well, I'll plug uh, his show then. <laughs> Go for it. I won't stop you. All right, everyone, head to f4wonline.com. You can hear Vince on the radio with Brian for free on Tuesdays. And if you subscribe, you can listen on Saturdays as well. There's also Vince's tape reviews in the newsletter, a blog, and a store with lots of Vince merchandise, including him commentating on a Pinnacle show. That's right. We did commentary for Harry Smith versus David Richards, which was probably a four-star indie match, uh, probably the, the best indie match in this state in the past 15 years or more. It, it really was an, an, an awesome, awesome thing to see. I see. Well, what's coming up in the newsletter for tape reviews? Uh, I am finishing up that 1986 stuff. In fact, I actually already watched it. I've had to send it in. And uh, then we have... Uh, I, I, people have requested that I do some more Ring of Honor. So I've got, looks like, about eight or nine Ring of Honor shows on my shelf I have not watched yet. Oh. So I'm going to pick one of those at random and then do that. And then I just last night I acquired a uh, Best of Dynamite Kid DVD, which has me giddy with anticipation. So I'm going to uh, watch that and and have a ball. I see. I should send you some global wrestling. GWF? Yeah, GWF. From from uh, with like a Scotty Flamingo and those guys? Yeah, 1991. I have a I DVD that. of just random matches. I watched that. Yeah, uh, just uh, Justin Shapiro and I had a long talk about. Uh, we reminisced about uh, the GWF and all its glory in 1991. There was Scotty Flamingo. There was uh, the Patriots, of course. And the Dark uh, Patriot. And the Dark Patriot, who I think actually I, I gave up on him by the time he showed up. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there was the Dark Patriot. There was, uh, I believe Buddy Landell was there. I don't remember him. He may no, have been no. there. Uh, was Cactus there? Cactus Jack was there. You had Sean Waltman when he weighed 50 pounds. <laughs> he was the uh, skinniest man in, in recorded history. Let's see. You had Jerry Lynn. You had uh, Buff really? Bagwell. Was yeah. he the handsome stranger? Handsome stranger. The handsome stranger. Yeah. A much better name than Buff Bagwell. 
Yeah, yeah, the the Zorro mask. Yeah, the Zorro mask. He gave roses to women. Yeah. And and you know how I'm Yeah, when they were, I think the Ebony Experience. The Ebony Express, right? The Ebony Experience, one of the two. I think it was the Experience, but I'll have to check that. I will never forget my lasting memory of global wrestling, especially uh, Harlem Heat. There was a they were making a comeback on somebody and run a while on both guys, and uh, Stevie grabbed the head of each of their opponents, you know, in preparation to knock them together. Sure. And, and uh, Booker T apparently didn't know what Stevie Ray wanted to do, so he just started taking turns punching each guy four or five times, <laughs> and finally Stevie Ray had to shout "Double headbutt, baby!" and then Booker T caught on. Wow. Yes. So Stevie Ray may have been the better worker back then. At that time, um, it's possible. Wow. Um, certainly not true anymore. Although I miss Stevie. I miss Stevie from Thunder. I, I want Stevie Ray to come back and do commentary, or at least do an interview segment. I, I, I miss hearing uh, Fruit Booty and calling women yaks and somebody telling me suckers got to know. And, uh, you know, all the, all the great Stevie Ray moments. Well, if they keep him out of the ring, then uh, I'm down with that. I don't, I don't even remember him wrestling. As far as I'm concerned, he never wrestled. He was just <laughs> that's, that's for the best. Remember that's the, the angle they did where uh, he was interviewing Scott Steiner from behind plexiglass so Steiner could not get at him to hurt him? <laughs> I, I and then so, yeah. in the uh, in the middle of this, Booker T attacked Steiner from behind, and Steve Ray only announced that a scuffle has now broken out between Booker T and Scott Steiner. Uh, I miss Thunder. I miss Thunder badly. Yeah, well... I'm the one. What to say. I am the only one. Yep, just like I'm the one interested in your wrestling career, you're the one who misses Thunder. There's two, you know, there's not, that's not a coincidence. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I know you got to uh, get going for Judgment Day tonight. Uh, definitely want to thank you for being on. This was a lot of fun. Oh, good. I think your radio skills are fine. Perhaps Brian Alvarez is just a poor radio host. Well, that's also true. Really, okay. we, we, we've never... We have never not claimed that it's a good show. Or that, that, what the hell did I just say? We've never claimed it was a good show. We've there you never, go. we, we've never uh, bragged about it. We, we, it is what it is, what it is, and people seem to enjoy it. And uh, the the other end of the thing is, people almost always disagree with us on the quality of the show. For example, there have been many times where we thought that show sucked. Everyone's going to quit, and we're going to be shut down. And then the next day, everyone's <laughs> like, this is the best show ever. More shows like this. And then every once in a while, things will, will click, and we'll be on a roll, and we'll, 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 be, we'll have good chemistry, and we'll do the show and be happy, and it, no one cares. There's only ever been one time when we thought we had a good show and, and everyone else agreed, and that's when we reviewed the Bret Hart DVD, which I think is just because we had so much to work with there that people were, people were into it, so... Whatever, it's a show. That was a good show, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, oh good, see? Alright, well, there you go. It, yeah, and then, uh, I'm trying to remember if there was ever a show that we thought was bad that everyone hated. Because usually, like I say, the bad shows people like. The, the closest was the uh, Hall, not, no, was the Hall of Fame show? I think it was the oh, Hall yes. of Fame show. Oh, but yeah. e- e- even before the infamous incident where Brian could not get the Hall of Fame website to load, uh, even before that, you know, three minutes in that show, we knew it was not going to be good, and we apologized to everyone. So, and and a lot of people agreed it was a very bad show. So, that, yeah, that was, that, that was kind of a tough one. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, subscribe to the site and find out for yourself. There, are all, yeah. all these all these shows are archived, or at least uh, at least I think up to six months or so. There's a yeah, big about LC archive, months. and uh, the shows that are taken off the archive are available on CD later. So, 
It's a lot of fun. Um, People seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I think one of my appearances on uh, Figure Four Daily will, I think from September, will be on for sale, which is, I apologize for anyone who has to pay to hear hear me talk, yeah. but there you go. Well, cool. I definitely want to thank you for being on. I uh, had a lot of fun, and we'll uh, hopefully have you on again in uh, a little while. Okay. All right, and I will talk to everyone next week. We're going to have Albert Ching on. He will be at Judgment Day in Phoenix. If you like what you hear, uh, please spread the word, and we have a full archive of shows at thecubsfan.com. Vince, do you have any final words? Happy Judgment Day, everyone. Happy Judgment Day. All right. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.